Hello, Real Life. This is Pastor Freddie T, and I'm bringing you a series of short podcasts over the Christmas break, preparing for 2024 as we dial our hearts in together for all that God has for us. Church, I'm praying for you as you consider how you personally seek God in 2024. I'm praying that God gives you the perfect Bible reading plan. I'm praying that God gives you a renewed passion for his presence. I'm praying that God gives you a hunger to know him like you've never known him before. I love this time period between Christmas and New Year's. It's a great time to reflect upon all that God has done, to take an inventory of the past year, and to look forward to all that God is going to do. God has big plans for you in your life personally and in the life of our church. And I'm so excited that you are a part of real life. Many of you may be listening and you're not a part of real life. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being an extended part of our family. I too am praying for you as you consider how God wants to grow you and praying for your church as God seeks to grow, prosper, and and multiply your church. I want to answer in this podcast, what is a church plant? What is a church plant? You know, every church has a life cycle similar to a human body. And just like a just like a human being, a baby, when a baby's born, they begin to grow. They begin to grow rapidly. You often hear comments of of an aunt or uncle who's holding a baby that they hadn't seen in 2 weeks and they comment on Wow, the baby has grown so much in just two weeks. And what we've observed is that in new churches, they tend to grow more rapidly than existing churches, just like a human body. This can be exhilarating. This can be exhausting. This can even be disillusioning for some. It's exhilarating because you see the kingdom of God come. You see that you see people come to know the Lord. It's exhausting because it takes work to facilitate the growth that God is bringing about. And it can be disillusioning because so many people are coming in and out, checking out the new church, seeing if it's for them and those kinds of things. So a church plant is very different than an existing church, but the goal is that a church plant would solidify, would stabilize, and would become a church, not just a church plant. Well, in real time, that's exactly what's happening at Real Life. We're about five and a half years old, and we are closing into where we are stabilizing as a church. We're about to move into our building. But what is a church plant? This is a biblical definition of a church plant. You ready for this? A church plant is, church planting is evangelism that results in a congregation. That's a definition of church planting, evangelism that results in a congregation. So what is a church plant? Well, a church plant is a group of people that are seeking to evangelize a community with the goal of becoming a church. Many people could say, well, real life has become a church. We've been a church for several years. And in one, on one hand, that's very, very true. But there's, there's, there's um, kind of socially acceptable uh, markers, benchmarks that people generally uh, expect for churches to uh, experience. And, and one of those things is the stability of, of having a presence in a community uh, with a, a meeting place. Well, that's exactly what we're doing in real time. I just want to say thank you for thinking like missionaries. Thank you for leaning in. What's the vision of Real Life Church? 
what what what's the goal? What's the picture of our preferred future together? What is it that we're wanting to become? I want to direct your attention to Acts chapter 9, verse 31, to answer that question. Uh, Luke, the great Dr. Luke, is giving a, a historical narrative of the early church. Uh, he's writing about uh, Pentecost, Jesus sending the Holy Spirit, filling the church, the apostles preaching the gospel boldly, undergoing great persecution, and Luke is recording all of this for us. And in Acts chapter 9, verse 31, he gives a little bit of a summary verse to describe what was happening in the early church. In this verse, probably better than any verse in the sacred scriptures, encompasses our vision of what we want to become as a church. Here it is, Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Luke writes, inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It multiplied. I want to take just a minute to unpack a few of these phrases as we, as we ask the question, what, what's our vision as a church? What do we want to become? We've summarized it in this statement. We want to become a flourishing people in a multiplying movement. We've plastered that on giant banners. When you walk through real life, you see these giant pop-up banners that articulate our stated vision is to become a flourishing people in a multiplying movement. Well, where did we get that idea? Well, it's embedded right here. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace. Is we want to be a flourishing people, that's that's the first mark that we want to see in our people is peace. That's the one thing that the world doesn't have that they long for so desperately that Jesus gives. That's why at, at his birth, they announced him as the Prince of Peace. That's what that's what Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9 is that is that this king would come and he would be the, the prince of peace. The, the New Testament authors said that God would give us a peace that passes all understanding. And here the church had peace. The reason this was so remarkable is that many of them were having their lives threatened for being Christians. So in the midst of having their lives threatened, they were experiencing peace. This is our vision for real life, is that we would be a people of peace. People that experience peace in their heart, they have peace with God, they have peace with one another. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. That's another way to say growing. That's another way to say growing as a disciple. That's another way of saying being discipled. And that's our vision for our church is that is is that our church would always be in that process that we call sanctification. Romans 8 says that that God had a an eternal plan to mold us into the image of Jesus, that we would become more and more like Jesus. That's what it means to be built up, built up in our faith built up into the image of Jesus. That's our vision. A flourishing people are being built up. They're being built up by one another. They're not living solo, lonely lives, but they're part of a family where they're being built up. The next phrase is, in walking in the fear of the Lord. It's amazing to see all the things that people are afraid of today. Uh, people are so afraid of other people. They're so afraid of the future. But the Bible says there's only one thing we should be afraid of, and that's the fear of the Lord. As we ask, what does it mean to flourish? What does it truly mean to flourish? Well, it doesn't mean that you have a lot of money. 
It doesn't mean that you drive a nice car. A flourishing doesn't mean that you go on luxurious vacations. What flourishing means is that you walk in the fear of the Lord. That's the vision of our church is that we would have such a grand vision of the greatness and glory of God is that men and women, boys and girls, truly walk in the fear of the Lord. You know, the good, the good thing about walking in the fear of the Lord is when you truly walk in the fear of the Lord, all other fears dissolve. When you truly walk in the fear of the Lord, all other fears dissolve. And then this last phrase that's a picture of flourishing, Luke writes in verse 31, in, in the church they were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I think that that's such an important phrase as we understand what does it mean to flourish. Because often we think uh, uh, the good life, the flourishing life, is a life of ease. It's, it's a life devoid of suffering. And, and yet this picture that we see that Luke is, is telling us about the early churches, they were, they were experiencing the comfort of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? That means they were enduring painful things. It means that they were experiencing suffering. So we, we actually believe that, that part of life, part of being a human being is suffering, and that, and that if you're suffering, you can still flourish. How do you flourish amidst pain? You do it when you're experiencing the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So, so these little phrases, they had peace, they were being built up, they were walking in the fear of the Lord, in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We summarize it with one word, flourishing, flourishing. We want to become a flourishing people. And that's not all. We want to become a multiplying movement. In other words, we're not about just building up our kingdom in Sango. We're not about just becoming a, a big church that, 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 uh, that people notice. We want to become a movement. When we read through the New Testament, we see that the church was an unstoppable, uncontainable movement of the Spirit of God. So that's our vision. We want to become a movement that we can't facilitate. We want to become a movement that we can't manufacture. We want to become a movement of the Holy Spirit of God. And we get that in this this simple phrase. Luke said, listen to this. He said, so the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And here's the phrase, it multiplied. The church multiplied. The, the, the church expanded. The church spawned off. The church sent a pocket of people down the road here. And the church sent a pocket of people over here. And disciples were being multiplied. It's interesting, isn't it, that the first conversation that God had with Adam and Eve, he told them to be fruitful and multiply. Multiplication has been at the heart of God since the beginning of humanity, and it's, and it's finding its fullest expression in the New Testament church. God desired Adam and Eve to multiply, and now he desires for his church to multiply. That's our vision as a church, to become a flourishing people, where, where the people in our church, their lives are marked by something that's magnetic, something that's refreshing, something that others see, and they long for that. And then we spread that everywhere we can, empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's our vision as a church, to become a flourishing people in a multiplying movement. Thank you for leaning into that vision. <music>